0: Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's September 10th. Sir Alec Jeffries discovered DNA fingerprinting on this day in 1984 completely by accident. Jeffries had been inquisitive and really interested in science from a very early age. Some of his favorite toys, in quotation marks, when he was a child were a microscope and a chemistry set. This was back in a time when chemistry sets were a lot more involved than they tend to be when given to children today. He earned a B.A. in biochemistry from Oxford in 1972 and a Ph.D. in genetics, also from Oxford. In 1984... He was studying the way inherited diseases and conditions are passed down through families. As part of this work, he found a short stretch of DNA that was repeated across different chromosomes in one sample. And he had a hypothesis. Maybe this little repeated length of DNA was unique to a particular individual. So he extracted some DNA from both people and animals. He attached it to pieces of photographic film added radioactive probes to spot these repeated sections of DNA, and then left it in a developing tank over the weekend. When he got back to work on Monday, September the 10th, he pulled this film out of the developer, and his first thought was that he had a completely unusable mess. It wasn't what he had been trying to make at all. It was this jumble of bars and blobs But then as he looked at it a little more, he realized what he was seeing. Each person and animal whose DNA he had used in this experiment, they had a unique pattern of bars and blobs. It was like a barcode that could accurately identify who that DNA had come from. And to take it a step further, people in the same family had similar but still unique patterns. He discovered this at about five minutes past nine in the morning. It was pretty much first thing in the day. He immediately told the rest of his team that he thought they were onto something really important. This was the first DNA fingerprint, and Jeffries and his team published their discovery in the journal Nature in March of 1985. There was some initial disbelief. Even among geneticists and among other scientists, people thought this idea that you could identify someone based on a tiny sample of their DNA, was a little far-fetched. But almost immediately, DNA fingerprinting started to revolutionize everything from the British citizenship process to criminal investigations to paternity disputes. A lot of the first uses of DNA fingerprinting were about proving that immigrants to the United Kingdom were related to a citizen of the UK and were entitled, consequently, to becoming British citizens, A lot of times these were disputed cases. They were people who had tried to immigrate to the U.K. and been turned down. The first use of DNA fingerprinting in a criminal case was in the murders of Linda Mann and Don Ashworth. DNA fingerprinting was first used to establish that they had been murdered by the same culprit. And then it was used to confirm the identity of that culprit, a man named Colin Pitchfork. Since then, DNA fingerprinting has become a major part of criminal investigations, both to identify suspects and to exonerate people who are wrongfully convicted. It has, of course, also raised a lot of questions about ethics and privacy. This was a massive change in the ability to identify people based on things that you might be able to gather from them covertly. DNA fingerprinting has also been used to identify the remains of historical figures, people of historical note or even infamy. In 1990, DNA fingerprinting strongly suggested that a set of human remains found in Brazil belonged to Nazi doctor Josef Mengele. It's also been used to confirm the identities of remains believed to be the Romanov family Jeffrey's earned a knighthood for his work in 1994. In 2014, he was awarded the Copley Medal of the Royal Society, and he's earned numerous other awards as well. Thanks to Eves Jeffcoat for her research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for all her audio work on this podcast. You can subscribe to the Stay in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for an address on sisterhood and brotherhood.